0: In 2022, the martyrdom of the three priests Jose Burgos, Mariano Gomez, and Jacinto Zamora will reach its sesquicentennial. Almost 150 years since that critical year of 1872, the events that led to their death still needs clarity. While their demise had indeed left indelible marks on the progress of nationalist sentiments, the nature of the preceding events that are often cited as the cause of their arrest is still somehow contested. The Cavite Mutiny of 1872 is both an enigma and an explanation. While it sheds light as an inflection point in the continuously brewing clamor for change, characteristic of the latter half of the 19th century, the incontrovertible proof related to its true motive and goal remains shrouded with shadows of doubt. In this episode, Let's revisit 1872 and ask, what happened in the Cavite Mutiny? This is the third installment of Contested Philippine Histories.
1: I am Aaron Maliari. I am Nikan Agnilaria. And I am Vec Alporha.
0: You are listening to Podcast Conversations in Philippine History, Politics, and Society.
2: Alright, here we go again. Last episode, we discussed an important event in the history of Spanish colonization, the first Easter Sunday Mass. Today, we will discuss another event that again showed how inextricably linked the Church, State, and Society were during the Spanish period in the Philippines.
1: That's right, and the bangit nga sa intro natin na next year, landmark year again, historical commemoration, dahil seskisintin or one hundred fifty years na since naganap yung Cavite Mutiny and the subsequent martyrdom of the Gomburza.
2: Yes, and actually, we can even say na minsan hindi masadong malawak or hindi masadong malalim knowledge ng madami sa atin when it comes to these events.
0: I agree, no? Actually, admittedly, ako rin hindi masyadong, hindi ko masyadong gamay yung event na to.
1: Ako rin, no? Pero we need to note na ang kapaka-importante nitong events na ito uh, to the effect na Teodoro Agoncillo, uh, the prominent national historian, at one point remarked that, you know, Philippine history only truly began in 1872 onwards, at bago yan, bago ang taong yan, uh, what we had, ay ano lang, history of Spain in the Philippines.
2: So we can definitely say that the 1872 Cavite mutiny and the subsequent execution of the Gumburza were very important in periodizing our history. But what do we know or commonly know about these events? Many textbooks would describe the event as a localized uprising, as a mutiny of Filipino soldiers in response to a decree of the then-Governor-General Rafael de Esquierdo, taking away the exemption of Arsenal workers from paying tribute and serving Polo. Many are convinced that the Gomburza, lalo na si Burgos, played a decisive role in the planning of the mutiny. And these accounts, according to Jesuit historian John Schumacher, were inspired or cited from the writings of Antonio Regidor, a liberal reformist in the 19th century
1: yes and what happened was or what supposedly happened was on the night of january 20 1872 a mutiny would be launched beginning few hours past midnight and involved uh soldiers in manila and cavite a certain sergeant called la madrid was the leader along with some spanish officials morquecho and montesino so the plan was the people in manila would burn parts of tondo supposedly to distract the spanish infantry uh, so that the mutiners could take over Fort Santiago. So the plan actually involved killing all Spaniards except women and children. And then after that reinforcements from Cavite would come after a signal was given from Manila. Unfortunately for the mutiners, Izquierdo received anonymous tip. So baka magandang pakinggan natin yung content ng isang anonymous tip na to.
0: I make known to you that as I was informed this very night in the market here and in the walls on Friday or Saturday of this week, they will fire a cannon shot in Fort of Manila, the sign of a revolt against the Spaniards. They are taking this occasion since the squadron is not here. The one who is acting as the head of this revolt is the very Reverend Father Burgos in Manila and in El Cavite the artillery sergeants and the corporals of the native marines. Ayan, so dahil naka-receive nga ng tip si Izguerdo, we can surmise na posibleng napaghandaan talaga niya at baka nga yung isang claim na puntahan niya pa yung arsenal para takutin yung mga su- supposedly mutineers. So, after ma suppressing mutiny, nagkaroon ng arrests and interrogations. Kasama sa mga nahuli ay mga pare, abogado, at mga businessmen na mga naging prominenteng tao na rin noong panahon na yon for being quote-unquote activists in campaigning for liberal reforms sa Pilipinas. Lalo na yung For the Priests, yung continuing campaign for secularization. So kasama nga sa mga nahuli yung Gomburza at sila by February of the same year Uh, were executed along with many of the others charged being sent to exile in the Marianas and other places.
1: So, yan yung very, very brief summary of the events na pwedeng-pwedeng material for an exciting film or, you know, Netflix miniseries, ano. At yung impact nga ng events na yan ay profound kasi nga many of the witnesses and survivors of these 1872 incidents were to become the leading figures in the later propaganda movement and even during revolution.
2: So what is the source of the contention? Isang major plot twist na masasabi natin, no, Ay yung records ng actual trial ng Gomburza which unfortunately remains unavailable at possibly forever lost na. Siguro sinira nila or or they made sure that it's gone. At maraming versions ng events ng 1872 ang naisulat. So yung mga historians, hirap din talaga to have a definitive account.
1: One historian who have dedicated time and produced important contribution to investigating these events ay nabanggit natin kanina, si Father John Schumacher nga. So siguro pwedeng medyo homemade na rin natin sa kanya itong episode na to, ano. As early as 1960s and 1970s, uh, when they were you know, commemorating the centennial or no, ikakommemorate na nila yung taparapit na centennial ng 1872 events, Father Schumacher had already devoted effort to unpacking the historical conundrum that is the Cavite Mutiny and the Gumburza Execution. And along with his many works on Father Burgos, ito yung mga sources natin nagagamitin uh, for this discussion.
0: Okay, so in 1972 article, the father Schumacher titled The Cavite Mutiny: An Essay on the Published Sources. He identified several first-hand and second-hand accounts of the events in 1872. So, the first-hand accounts he mentioned three important accounts. So, so sabi niya, the first one was an account written by Jose Montero y Vidal, isang Spanish official sa Manila, at yung sinulat niyang Historia General de Filipinas, kung saan pages 566 to 602 were about the mutiny. At ito yung posibleng matawag na, quote, official interpretation, kasi nga uh, Spanish official si Montero, at ito ay na-publish noong 1895 at given the context ng publication niya 1895 na, na lumalakas na yung sentiments at na itatag katipunan it was really obvious according to Schumacher na it was very hostile to Filipino reformist aspirations no? so the second account according to Father Schumacher was from the Frenchman uh, named Edmund Blaoshu dun sa kanyang series na La Chappelle de Philippine na na-publish sa French journal na Revue Vieux sa Paris noong 1877. So, ito medyo mas malapit dun sa 1872 event. No? So, ito yung uh, minsan naman na nakikita na quote, parang Filipino side of the story kasi uh, itong account na to ni Blaoshu ay... Nire-publish at ni reproduce ng mga ilustrado sa La Solidaridad. No? So, uh, the third account na sinasabi ni Schumacher na mahalaga ay lumabas naman ng 1900 sa isang Madrid newspaper na Filipinas ante Europa na inedit ni Isabelo de los Reyes. No? So, Schumacher asserts that the articles uh, in this uh, newspaper about the 1872 events were written by Antonio Regidor. No? Aside from these, no, may mga binanggit pa si Schumacher na published secondhand sources naman na supposedly based their uh, recollection of the event on primary accounts. No? so, uh, Pero for the purposes of illustrating your historical dilemmas surrounding the events of 1872, magandang sampling na yung first-hand account na binanggit ni Schumacher Kasi siya rin, meron siyang mga uh, interpretations and comments no kung paano natin i-appraise yung ganitong mga sources.
2: Yes, at dito makikita natin kung nakinig kayo sa first season ng podcast about the nature of history, yung complexity ng historical methodology of source criticism. So sa appraisal ni Schumacher ng sources, he noted of course yung motivations ng authors at yung veracity ng kanilang mga claims. And he pointed out important comments.
1: So, para doon sa account ni Montero sa unang binanggit kanina, ah, dahil nga siya ay isang Spanish official, medyo suspect na yung bias against the mutiny and the assertion na talagang may kinalaman ang Gomburza. Meanwhile, doon naman sa account ni Plaushoot, it complicates the account kasi while it hedges na innocent yung mga pare, the account mentions that the planned mutiny was known to many in Manila and Cavite. Belying the assertion na localized uprising out of a grievance lang ito sa Cavite Arsenal. So sa execution then Schumacher maintains that Plowshoot could not have been an eyewitness and could have gotten his information from other sources. Plus, possibly hindi siya din ganoon kalubog sa politics ng reform ng period na to. Ano. Uh, and finally, with regard to Rehidor's account, Schumacher, of course, underscores that he was a liberal reformist, so uh, may mga biases din siya.
2: O diba? Dito natin makikita sa writing si Schumacher how complex and also exciting yung history. Kasi kung titignan mo, yung mismo production of the actual primary sources themselves need to be scrutinized kasi nga, there is only one past but many histories. At dahil nga yung mismong trial documents ng Gumursa ay unavailable, all the historians can do for now is extrapolate and try to piece together the available sources to come up with the most plausible likelihood of events that transpired. So given these sources na parang nag-mutate na across time as they were translated and quoted, how do we make sense of the 1872 events? That is the bone of contention. lalo na almost 150 years
0: na at baka mag-resurface na naman ang iba ibang claims. Alright, so in 2011, no, Father Schumacher published another article that sought to settle the debates. No, so, kanina sinight natin natin, 'di ba? Na yung yung exposition ni Father Schumacher ng no 1972 na article niya, basically nilelay out niya yung yung mga available sources at paano dapat natin maging uh, critical dito sa mga sources na ito. Actually dun sa article na yun sinabi nga niya na wala pang definitive account so noong 2011, nirelease ni Father Schumacher yung article niya na may mapagtakdang title na quote, The Cavite Mutiny Toward a Definitive History. No? So dito sa article na to, Schumacher sought nga to settle the score, ika na.
2: At sa paper na ito he made use of another important source yung mismong account ni Governor General Rafael de Izquierdo. In light of the historiography of the 1872 events, paano natin makikita itong account na ito to definitively determine the events at sino ang mga instigators ng mutiny.
1: And I think yung isang major assertion sa uh, Iskeardo account is that the like, Cavite Mutiny was not an isolated event but really was a part of a bigger movement to really seize control of the colony from the Spaniards. So lalo na when appreciated in light of the charged debates toong period na about liberal reforms and secularization of churches, it made sense uh, that to wag maliitin yung event deba as 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 is scared or saw it isa pang nabanggit dito fading yung cited reason na exemption ng arsenal workers from tribute and polo ay naka pero hindi ito yung motivation talaga kasi yung decree announcing this was only published 20 days before the revolt so hindi naman yata kayang mag-organize ng ganoong kalaking mutiny in 20 days so Schumacher notes that it could be possible that the presentation of the events in Cavite as a localized event were accepted by many Filipino authors and sources during the 19th century like Antonio de Hidor since napatapon nga sila del sa event so kung lalabas na bigger event siya lalo silang madidiin talaga
0: Correct no so uh, kaya nga yung isang malaking tanong ay sino kaya ang nagplano talaga so, sa accounts ng interrogations at report ni Iskierdo, uh, base dito sa mga, mga documents na to, lumabas na ang pagpaplano ng mutiny actually happened as early as November or December 1871 and that there was a list of names on a document that called for the revolt and this document supposedly came from a Caviteño named Francisco Zaldua. At lalabas nga
2: sa research ni Schumacher na talagang walang kinalawan ng Gumburza sa Cavite mutiny and that Burgos in particular was just singled out as a probable instigator. Schumacher also asserts that the key role rests on Zaldua kasi yung ibang testimonies mula sa interrogations would point that they had Zaldua as source at base lang din sa claim ni Zaldua kaya na-implicate si Burgos at Zamora.
0: Yes, and it had credence during the 1872 investigations Kasi nga, very vocal si Burgos about the causes of the Filipino clergy He even headed a campaign to have reforms within the church Pero as Schumacher sees it nga Burgos was trying to work with the system Not moving to overthrow it actually At least in the beginning, no, at least nung, nung panahon na yon. Pero kasi complex na context yung yung among the laymen kasi may mga businessmen and lawyers and ilustrados na may sizable campaigns na rin for reforms. So nakakita siyempre ng Spain na may seeming concerted effort at possible collusions dun sa mga sectors na nananawagan ng pagbabago. So in analyzing the events further, Schumacher is of the opinion talaga that it was Zaldua who was behind the planning along with uh, three other men uh, named uh, Enrique Paraiso, Maximo Inocencio, and Crisanto de los Reyes. And actually another historian, Celestina Bongcan of UP Manila, also considered uh, these people as the more probable instigators rather than the Gomburza.
2: So what happened after the revolt erupted and eventually was suppressed? It appeared that Izquierdo really had enough reason to launch an attack against three groups. First, the reformers, yung mga ilustrado and secular priests. Second, those who were publishing newspapers, and those na halos parang pareho ng mode ng first group. And third and final, yung mga lumitaw na instigator ng mutiny. However, Sina Paraiso, De los Reyes, at Inocentio, were not sentenced to death, but just exile. Kasi according to Schumacher, they were masons like izquierdo, So, may factor yung kapatiran. Kaya ang nabitay lang, kasi nga lumabas at tinuro sa mga account ni Zaldua, ay ang gumbursa.
1: So, given these interpretations, Schumacher summarized key aspects of the 1872 events. You know, lifted to from his 2011 article. Una, the revolt in Cavite was not a mere mutiny. It was a part of a planned separatist revolution. Pakalawa, the revolution as a whole failed because of the defection of the committed Filipino troops. Pangatlo, the partners of the revolution were Inocencio, De Los Reyes, and Paraiso. And next, although sentenced to death, they were secretly commuted by Izquierdo for being fellow masons. The immediate instigators in Cavite were Zaldua and Sergeant Madrid.
2: We can also say that the three priests executed really had nothing to do with the revolt. Nor did the priests, the lawyers, the businessmen banish the Marianas. They have really nothing to do with it. The accounts stemming from Antonio Regidor, although containing many factual names and events, are not actually reliable narratives of the revolt and its causes. And the removal of the exemption of arsenal workers from the tribute and compulsory labor was not the cause of the revolt, even though it may have contributed to the unrest. And finally, Neither arsenal workers nor any naval personnel took part in the revolt. So, whether these definitive statements would stand, again, we never know kasi baka naman may mahanap pang ibang sources in the future. But for now, it seems that these are credible and historically grounded assertions talaga.
1: Indeed. So, regardless kung man itong mga ito in the future, I think what is evident, Uh, Una sa lahat is the importance of the 1872 incidents in understanding the birth of the Filipino nation in the 19th century.
0: I agree. I think it is really important to also broaden our understanding of the profound change that happened in the 19th century leading to our independence and find connections between the 1860s, 70s and even before that to the 1880s-1890s when the propaganda and the Katipunan movement proved instrumental.
2: At talaga namang mahalaga yung mga paksang yan. Kaya naman sa next episode, we will talk about the revolution. At in particular, yung unang sigaw at ano ang mga surrounding contentions naman dito.
0: Tuloy-tuloy lang itong discussions natin sa third season ng podcast. Kaya don't forget to follow us in our social media accounts and visit our website, podcast.org.
1: And the article of Father Jan Schumacher cited in this episode is available online sa journal na Philippine Studies, Historical and Ethnographic Viewpoints, where they also reprinted primary sources on the Kavita Mutiny. So if you're interested, pwede nyo siyang isearch. So once again, thank you for listening. Please share your comments and suggest podcasts to your friends.